welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zarati. I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. I think we're going to be focused mainly on food. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, this is a shocker. Like, I know. Bury the Lead is like a culinary podcast now. Bury the food. So she just <laughs> call it Food the Lead. Bury the food in my tummy. Yes. Um, but we are talking about food today because we have another big food project that is rolling out in the paper. And Jen and I were only minorly involved. We were only we minorly didn't involved. We did do any eating for we, this. No, we were part of a large team um, that did this project that kind of examined a 24 hours in the city through the lens of food. Yes. But we'll talk more about that later. Yes. We're also going to talk about food and nostalgia. Yes. And we're going to be talking about the classic peanut butter and jelly sandwich because Aaron has never eaten one before. Yeah. If I have it was like before my consciousness you know like I was so young that I wouldn't remember so I, I have definitely not eaten one in at the very least 26 years so we're gonna do an Aaron only good or gross and then we're gonna do <laughs> a separate good or gross on weirdo beverages we saw at save on foods yeah how was your week Jen week was pretty good um I <laughs> I feel like we have been under this weird apocalyptic orange haze. I was haze. just going to say, like, what is this weather this week? It's been I know. bonkers. It seemed to clear a little bit when it cooled off, but it's hot Today again. Today it's, it's like literally yellow. It's, I know. The city is sepia. <laughs> it really is. It's like, like it's, one giant filter. It is. It's, it's concerning. Weird. So I feel weirded out about that. Um, and also, so I tried to watch that show, Insatiable. Oh, yeah. Which is being like called the worst show on netflix okay do you feel the same way it really is the worst show oh. on netflix. oh my god yeah so Would even i hate it is it so bad that it might be good no so it's, i it's okay just, i'll give it a try and i'll report back it's just very bad okay um i have a column about it in saturday's paper but um it was already getting backlash from the trailer well, yeah, I mean, because it seems problematic. Basically. If you haven't seen it, go find it on YouTube. Yeah. Although they have recut it so that it's less, uh, yeah, more vague as to what the content of the show is. But basically, a teenager who is overweight gets punched in the face <laughs> and her... <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> she gets punched... not funny. She gets punched in the face by a homeless man, necessitating her jaw being wired shut so she loses all this weight and now she's hot. This is already horrifying. It is so horrifying. This all happens. I'm not laughing at the con, but I like I'm laughing at how horrifying. <laughs> You're laughing it in is. horror. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All of this happens, Aaron, before the credits in the first <laughs> episode. <laughs> oh my god. There is also more than one narrator for inexplicable reasons. Oh, that's awkward. And it's also like there's this like weird B plot about pageants. And you only watched a couple episodes. I watched one episode. So there's and a lot like, of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. Like they have crammed like several shows into the space of one show. And do you know how many episodes this season is? Like, I want to say like 13. Like oh, okay. Something. Like and a lot. Yeah. yeah. So they're like 40 minutes long. Ouch. Um, but there's like a, the other main character, I guess, is this lawyer who's also a beauty pageant coach who gets like falsely accused of inappropriately touching one of his like... <laughs> pageant queens that he coaches it's a lot and it is not good and i don't know what it's trying to be or who it's for like i don't know who the audience is for the show alternatively i suggest everyone watch drop dead diva because that was my favorite show it's yeah i feel like it it i feel like that show 
based on how you described yes, it. Yes, approaches the the topic in an incredibly hilarious and wonderful way. Because I, I feel like it's more of a satire. Yes. This has no comment on anything. Is it supposed to be funny or is it supposed to be a drama? I think it's supposed to be a comedy. Okay. And there's glimmers of like, she says the right thing. But then it's also like, the title of episode two is literally like something like skinny is magic or something. Oh. Yeah, it's, (laughs) it's tough. That combats our new body positive narrative, Jen. Well, it's also, (laughs) but I think it thinks it's being body positive. That's the worst. That's That's the concerning thing. That's the issue that I had with I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer as well. I'm like, this film thinks that it's very body positive, but really it's incredibly damaging. Uh, I Feel Pretty is like a Pulitzer worthy look at body image compared to the show like oh, okay. it is yeah well i probably will still watch the first episode just to see check it out and... yeah it is rough how was your week um i did my engagement photos this week oh exciting yeah except i really hate getting my photo taken so i was yeah. dreading it for literal weeks and then it was raining all day and i was like oh no what are we gonna do and then it finally cleared up right before we went out so that was really nice but it's just awkward. Getting your photo taken is awkward, but then there's also the lad- added layer of a romantic photos. Yeah. And we're not like, I'm not a PDA person at all. No, neither are. It makes me uncomfortable. Neither I. Yeah. And so like, then when you have like someone being like, rest your head on his chest. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we, I, we, I love our photographer. She's lovely and she's very much more into candids and things like yeah. that, which I love. But she's like, well, for your parents' sake, like, we should do a couple of the posy-posy ones. And I was like, oh, yeah. God. So we did it. And it was fine. But I'm really, I haven't seen any of them yet. So I'm really nervous to get them back. I was happy with how ours turned out. We actually got ours taken, like, pretty close before our wedding, actually, mm. just because of how things Worked shook out. out. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to work with our photographer before the actual Yeah, that's basically what we were kind of taking this as, which is a chance to get to know her and for her to get to know us. And then we also did photos with Bernie the cat. So now I have family portraits and I'm so excited. That is very exciting. Yeah. That was my only request is to, he did not enjoy it, but I did. (laughs) And that's what counts. That's what counts. So we're going to talk about food. Yeah. Again, because that's Always. what we talk about. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's start with this big project that we were part of. Yeah. Um, so it's called Food for Thought. It's, it's online right now. It's online right now. So you print can go check Saturday. it out. Print on Saturday. Um, basically, a whole bunch of people from our newsroom told 24 different stories about food over 24 hours. So right. one, one for one every hour. hour. Yeah. Um, and saw people go all over the city mm-hmm. telling all kinds of different stories mm-hmm. from like I was at a bakery penny loaf bakery super and what time early were you there? morning <laughs> at 5 a.m I was there from <laughs> 5 till 6 yeah uh learning all about sourdough bread which was super interesting sourdough is a tricky one sourdough is a tricky one and also just like about the starter so it's kind of yeah you know, yeah yeah Very and how they're cool. like passed down through generations if you want because with age comes flavor, I learned. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so many different stories, so many different neighborhoods, so little time. Like that, I think, was the biggest challenge for most yeah, of us. Yeah, because if one thing fell through, it would be a domino effect and the whole story would kind of collapse in on itself. So thankfully, everything worked out the way that it was supposed to, which was definitely not a guarantee. <laughs> Remind me what your story was again. Um, I went to Mini U at U of M and they have one of their um, camps is a kids in the kitchen. So basically they just teach kids about 
food and healthful eating and different jobs they could have in the food industry. And they spend time in the kitchen cooking and teaching them recipes. This this particular instructor was kind of focused on teaching them multicultural recipes. So they Very did cool. like Asian food and Mexican food and Canadian, American, Indian, like all sorts of stuff, which was really, really cool. Super cool. And then there was other stories like from community gardens and there was one on breastfeeding and there was one. You like, literally read my mind because I was about to say there's one on breastfeeding. Yeah, I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, one of our interns, Maggie McIntosh, did that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think all of our interns were involved yes. in some way, shape, or form. Yep. So that is also cool. Um, obviously, lots of photography, video. videography, all the editing that went involved, and a pretty sweet online package. Yeah, as I was well. going to say, I love, I always love reading stuff in print and seeing how they lay it out. But for this one, I think the online package is particularly interesting because they developed like a new interface to kind of lay it all out with clocks. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't explain it very well, but you no. should go look at it. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. <laughs> every, every time you click on the different clock showing what time it is, it, that story pops up. And it was also just cool to meet all the people who feed us through yeah. the story. You know, Definitely. so there's like a lot of cool, there's a lot of interesting people doing interesting things around food. So like we're, whether it's like the Bee Project Apiaries doing their neighborhood honey, where literally different hives in different neighborhoods will yield different tasting honey based on the flowers in the region yeah so I that's that. super cool uh yeah so many stories so that's so really take and it's very long we know this but take the time to sit down and read it because it is important to uh to know where your food is coming from so moving on into other food related matters well i think first we could before we totally move on we could talk about the response to our own food story that oh, we did yeah. we can totally talk about that yeah we got so many comments and emails directly to us we even got a card in the mail yes which um, was very people, sweet and i've just, like run into people just in real life and everyone has loved our road trip food story and i'm very excited about that if you have missed a few episodes, Barry the Lead, quick refresher. We did a outside of the city food story where we yeah. went to, how many places did we go? Nine. 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 Nine different places around Winnipeg. Got outside of the perimeter, tasted amazing food, met incredible people who were making amazing food. Mm-hmm. And the response, I figured the response to something like this would be good, but I wasn't expecting it to be for this long. Right. And also, I wasn't expecting it to be like 100% positive. I was expecting yeah. the is this news comment and like is this what we paid journalists to do but everyone was very into it yeah i think people are i think there's a craving for (laughs) these kinds of things but also i was not expect i was kind of expecting that the rural communities where we went would be like super pumped about it and be like hey this is great but it was people in the city Mm -hmm. saying like hey this is such a great idea. I should go outside the city, which is awesome. And precisely the point yeah. of the project. That was something that we were <laughs> interested in. So, But people don't always get it. Like, no, exactly. Something like this. And it was just so satisfying that people got it. And people seem to be getting the food for thought as well so far based on oh, really? the I like, comments and shares I've seen very early oh, good. on. So that's also awesome. So like I say, I think people sometimes there's sort of this tendency to think about like really like big explosive expose kind of journalism which Mm -hmm. is obviously important but it's also important i think to talk about our communities and what's going on in them and what's good in them and what's good right so i think uh that was both of these stories was a really good illustration of that but everyone loves food so everyone loves food (laughs) everyone's gotta eat (laughs) um but i also did appreciate as well the feedback from people who have done similar things themselves right sharing their stories with us i love when people write like ten thousand word emails i know tell us all about their lives i love it yeah and like the 
ice cream they had at this place or yeah. the pizza they had at that place. And the place. lady who sent us the card, oh, handwritten card, guys. It was amazing. It was so lovely. Yeah. So we were super pumped about that. Yeah. Um, I read an article. I can't remember where. I feel like it was maybe in the National Post. Somewhere. Mm-hmm. Anyway, about peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Right. Okay. Um, and it kind of reminded me about how much I love a good PB&J. A feeling to which I cannot relate. Because you have never had one. I've never had which one. Which is no. just bananas to me. I can explain to you why. Please. My brother, my older brother, loved peanut butter. And he would have peanut mm-hmm. butter and honey sandwiches. But, uh, not as good, but all right. But similar. You know, similar. in concept, yes. Yeah. Um, the salty and sweet interplay. I get it. I I can remember, like, tasting peanut butter and being like, blech, this is horrible. Yard. <laughs> and so then my mom because she's lovely, would make me something else for lunch because she didn't want to force me to eat these peanut butter sandwiches. Right. So I'd have cheese whiz sandwiches. Which is Because <laughs> so my love for cheese goes back gross. to the beginning. It's not gross. It's cheese like, whiz is amazing. It's not even cheese. It's basically plastic in between two pieces of bread. I don't care what it is. It tastes delicious. And you can put it in the crevice of celery and put raisins oh, on it. Have your aunt's crevice of celery. <laughs> if you didn't think celery could get any grosser. If I didn't you, think cheese whiz could get grosser. <laughs> put it in a celery, celery crevasse and then you put the ant raisins on it and you eat it and it's delicious. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. How, how long has it been since you've tasted cheese whiz? It's been a while. Like sometimes I do get like a weird craving for it and i'll just go yeah yeah, with peanut butter okay that's how i feel about peanut butter okay but yeah but uh, like i eat peanut butter in other uses now as do i but i have i guess just because i never ate them as a kid i just never would think to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and basically the what this article talked about was how a lot of i guess athletes are eating them as sort of a pre-workout snack because Mm. it's like protein you got some protein you got some easily burned carbs and some sugar and i was like oh i haven't had one in a few years like used to make them quite often and then kind of, you know, how you go through paces of food. Oh, yeah. And it's like a cheap, fast lunch. Exactly. But I do have a lot of opinions about what makes a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which okay, I will lay on you before you actually try one. Okay. So first of all, and I think this is where, why I stopped eating them as I started getting more into nutrition and like eating healthy bread or wah, eating less wah, bread. Wah, wah. The key to a good PB&J is it has to be like garbage white bread like okay like wonder bread like refined sugar white bread like the ingredient list on this wonder bread white bread that i bought literally says may contain vinegar like it needs to be (laughs) questionable like squishy mm, white bread that's step one step one okay i'm taking notes in my head step two not a natural peanut butter natural peanut butter is literally just mashed up peanuts yes which is better for you yeah, but it doesn't taste good. But for a classic PB&J, you need contains icing sugar. That's what you're looking for. So like <laughs> your GIFs, your craft, your Skippies, your Skippies, that kind of thing. GIF, I would say, is the the best of the. Oh, would you? All right. The peanut butter. Hashtag Smooth. GIF sponsor. Smooth. Yeah, no yeah, GIF hit us up. <laughs> and Wonder Bread, even though you just <laughs> railed against it. <laughs> um... Yeah. Are you crunchy or smooth? Smooth all the way. What's wrong with crunchy? Just a textural thing? Yeah, it's just not right for this purpose. Okay. I, um, I like a crunchy peanut butter on toast. That's fine. I see. In a PB&J, I feel like it, it takes away from the... You want your PB&J to be squishy. <laughs> so <laughs> it takes away from that. Wrong, not the right texture. Okay. So you need like a good, but not too much peanut butter, but like a nice 
dollop, a nice thick layer of peanut butter. A lot of people use the same knife for their peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, I watched you make the sandwich and you were very particular about using a separate spoon to put the jelly on. And a spoon. And then you spread it with the back of the spoon. Yeah. And you put the peanut butter on first. And then you put the jelly on top of the same, on the same slice. Notice, too, that I said jelly and not jam. Yeah, not jam. A peanut butter and jam. This is so, this is too finicky for me. It's not peanut butter and jam. You're talking to a girl who will eat cheese whiz on white bread. So (laughs) this seems like a lot of work. Uh, Some people will do a peanut butter and strawberry jam. I think those people are wrong. A PB&J should be peanut butter and grape. Grape. Okay. Grape jelly. That All is right. your classic. Cut in a diagonal. Well, next time my mom makes grape jelly, I'll bring it over and you can use it for a pee Yes, please. Cut in a diagonal. Cross optional. Should I eat this now? You should. Oh, it's over there. Okay. I'm actually nervous. Here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, look at the, how well constructed that is. It is. It is very well constructed. It looks like a ad now, for I, childhood. Corner or middle? whatever you... oh there's no eating no. directions no i want to make sure i do this right i appreciate that <laughs> she's given her that's a large bite <laughs> it's very sticky i don't know how i feel about this <laughs> it sounds like you're wearing a retainer <laughs> like you're <laughs> i can't talk to the peanut butter is so sticky <laughs> It's like when you have your Invisalign's in. <laughs> totally. Okay. We, I don't, we also apologize to anyone who has like <laughs> misophonia. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's pretty good though, right? Yeah, I don't Salty, think Salty, sweet. This kind of tastes, tastes better than I remember peanut butter tasting. See, it's, it's good peanut butter. But see, it kind of tastes like dessert. Mm, I don't know if I go that far. Because the bread is kind of sweet. The peanut butter definitely has icing sugar in it. Yeah, I don't hate it. Yeah, see? I feel like I would have... Yeah, I feel like I could get into this. You could eat that for lunch. Now that my... Yeah. Yeah, this was this was a staple of... I feel like I missed out a lot of some things in my childhood. I feel like you... I don't you... do peanut butter. I don't do bikes. Yeah, I feel like you <laughs> never were a child. I feel like you just emerged... As a 30-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> Who's really an 85-year-old. It's quite possible. Yeah. My dad has always said I was three going on 30, so. So, yeah, that's my my theory with the lack of bikes. And I just went right sandwiches. to the prunes, skipped over the peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, so that was definitely a childhood staple. Also, the jam sandwich was another one that I would Jam sandwich? Yeah, like just jam? Like strawberry jam and butter. Ew. Yeah, that is something I used to eat. That sounds gnarly. I used to carry the same apple back and forth all week hmm. i'd always get an apple in my lunch hmm. and never eat it yeah no. that's classic yeah um but pb and j is like a childhood craving i often get and as anyone who knows me knows mcdonald's cheeseburgers are the other right the i other grew up in childhood a childhood household well my mom wasn't but my dad but she adopted a lot of the tradition so i would have like pierogies in my lunch mm-hmm. i didn't take mm-hmm. sandwiches like I'd have like goulash from last night. <laughs> like it was like six year old me with my like full spread of polenta and goulash. Like that's awesome though. I just it just wasn't part of my life growing up really. And I hated staying at school for lunch. So on Wednesdays and Fridays, one of my grandparents would pick me up and take me home for lunch and then they would cook something and bring it over. So it was like real food. I remember going home for lunch some like I lived a little bit far. Not too far, like it was still walking distance. But I remember like 
having like tomato soup and a grilled cheese on like a really cold <laughs> Sorry, I had to sneeze on a really cold winter day with like the weather channel on yeah. so you could like get see how much time you had left before you had to like walk back to school that is a memory also my grandma used to have bowls of this is the weirdest combination and I've never seen anybody do it like the multicolored jujubes yeah mixed in yeah with barbecue peanuts oh yeah it's like a her own take on the sweet and salty mixture but yeah that's gross so the so (laughs) so lime jujubes covered in barbecue peanut dust is like a flavor from my childhood (laughs) my dad said when he was a kid my nana used to make him mix polenta into coffee (laughs) really yeah so every once in a while he talks about that and I'm like, oh, gross. And then my my Ucha used to, it was basically like rendered pork fat mm-hmm. in like a solid form. Like it looked like butter. Oh my God. And they would spread it on toast. Oh my God. And it was, yeah, I, like I hated it, which is weird because I love bacon. Yes. But my brother used to love it and it was called Zabia and it's basically like just spreading fat on toast instead of butter. <laughs> I am into that. I, I wish that he was still around to make it because I'm sure I would love it now. But as a child, I was like, "Ooh, butter on Ritz crackers was another. Uh... Ritz crackers are just made of butter. Why I know. Why do you need more butter on them? That was another. Uh, or chocolate chip cookies with butter on them as well. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, my grandmother. <laughs> that is quite the combo. Yeah. But the barbecue peanuts and jujubes is a is a flavor that, from childhood. Your grandma sounds like an interesting lady. She was. She was that. But now you've had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So you can next stop riding a bike. <laughs> I've got half a peanut butter sandwich on my knee. But you I feel do. like I need something to wash it down with because my mouth is coated in sticky. Yes. Butter. Which brings us to our final segment. We're going to do good or gross. Keeping in the consumable yeah. themes. Uh, we were in Save On the other day and saw these two weird flavors of things and i was like let's grab these and we can try them on the pod so i've been sitting in my fridge for a week and i've been dying to try them tell us what they are okay well the first one let me grab this it's a canada dry summer blend lemonade flavored ginger ale hmm. see i feel like canada dry has been doing the flavored ginger ales i've seen i do love a good cran ginger ale i've cran seen gin. blackberry oh i haven't there, tried that one which i've not tried either but looks mm. good how does it smell citrusy <laughs> you, it smells kind of like cleaning products i would imagine that your smell it smells like um mr clean oh it totally does it's got like a really like i think the ginger sets is, it off yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> I, I can't say that i care for that too much it's got a very strong like more gingery than i remember canada dry tasting yeah, it tastes like it would be good in a cocktail, like a Moscow Mule or something. Yeah, I think, but I don't think that I would ever buy that just to drink it on its own. It almost tastes kind of flat, even though it's not. You just opened it. I literally just opened it. Yeah, yeah it's not very effervescent. No, maybe that's the lemonade. Maybe that like it kind of dampens the bubbles. It kind of tastes how cleaning products smell. It also weirdly tastes like it has aspartame in it, even though this isn't diet. It says it's naturally flavored. Is there a lot of sugar in it? Mm. 48 grams in this bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have a 500 ml bottle, by the way. 
So, and I believe it was around two fifty. Quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know that I love that. I wouldn't waste one hundred and ninety calories on this. No. no, it's all right. It's okay. I feel like it needs booze in it. It's okay. this next one questionable flavor combination. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is why we bought it because it was really weird. It's orange sorbet Coca Cola. I'm gonna say gross already off the hop. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh, this one beats the other one for sugar. My, how? 55 grams of sugar wow. in this bottle, which is also 500 mils. I believe that is your <coughs> daily. Oh, intake. more. I believe that's more than your daily. Is it not? I don't know. Oh, you can definitely smell the. It kind of smell- smells like cream soda, actually. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah. The label is orange if you're looking for it in the store. It's got a gold lid. Nope, don't like that either. <laughs> Definitely not. I, mean, I don't really like. Uh, I could do like a Terry's chocolate orange. It tastes sometimes, like cream soda and root beer but, mixed together. Uh, to me, anyway, I I get a hint of root beer. Oh, oh. <laughs> that tastes so bad. <laughs> it tastes, and yet <laughs> you want to take another sip, don't Kinda. you? Kinda, but it tastes like how <laughs> I imagine like if you cleaned out a Slurpee machine. <laughs> The contents that would be in like the bucket. That's what this tastes like. Like to all me. the Slurpees mixed together. Right. But like melted. Right. <laughs> and yet. And also that one's not very bubbly either. For like a Coke product. I find it more bubbly than the last one. I both of these are gross yeah, for me. That is rank. <laughs> as, as I would say, that is foul. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. The calories two hundred for one bottle, which is a lot. Yeah, it tastes like Slurpee machine to me. Yeah. Like, you know when sometimes you get a Coke Slurpee and it tastes off. Off? Yeah. That's that. Like, tastes like dirty almost. Yeah. yeah. It tastes like a contaminated Coke Slurpee. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> yeah. Gross. Gross for both. Sorry, Canada Dry and Coca-Cola. Yeah, stick to regular ginger ale and Coke. Are we going to do a signal boost? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we've done a signal boost. Signal boost is a new segment that we're doing where we're plugging stuff in the paper that we didn't write. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we basically did a big, long signal boost for food for thought. That's true. But we can again, so many people contributed to this project. Yes. Like literally dozens. Well, I will add, still doing the news of the day. It's true. You know, there is, it's not like we could... I'll take our, you know, time and doing the one thing. We yeah. did it and then did the rest Other of stuff. the day's stuff. Yeah. So. Um, but you also wanted to plug. Yes. Yeah, so another. Boys, boys Club one. Yeah. Another big project that has been, is online right now. I'm not sure when it's running in the paper. I'm guessing probably either today or tomorrow. Um, but a big data project that Graham Bruce and Jessica Patel Arbonsky put together about um, basically just, it's the headlines crashing the boys club. And what it like breaking down the barriers that keep women out of elected office which is timely given the upcoming election totally so it's like there's lots of numbers lots of beautiful graphs and uh, it just having that visualization of it which is why i love data journalism so Mm -hmm. much is that you can it really puts into effect yeah yeah totally so i recommend checking that out um what else I think that's it because I'm on holidays next week and that's all I can think about right now. Oh, yes, you are. So there will be, I don't know if there will be a pod 
You'll next have to week. see. You might Maybe. have to wrangle a guest host. <laughs> so we'll keep be, you in suspense. <laughs> surprise, if so. Um, but you can find everything that we are working on, as well as our colleagues, at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zratty on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Instagram and Twitter. And we may or may not see you next week. <laughs> Bye.